1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: There's Samuel to the edge. Steps through a tackle. Now cuts it back. Devo Samuel to traffic for the touchdown. Ernest Jones had a shot. Darion Kendrick had a shot, but it's Debo Samuel who ends up with six.
0: This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL.
2: Will you hear that on Sunday? If you do and you bet on it, it's like plus 175, plus 180, Debo Samuel touchdown. Welcome back in to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. We are covered top to bottom today in Super Bowl 58. In 20 minutes, we go off the board and hand out our BetQL Daily Awards for the 2023 NFL season. A little different than probably what you'll get from the NFL honors tonight. Super Bowl novelty prop draft at the top of the hour as well. So much more on the way, including lightning bets at the end of the show. But if we're talking touchdowns, we got to bring in the guy from the Action Network and the Touchdown Show, Gilles Gallant. Gilles Debo, plus 180. Uh, there's CMC out there. But I know the, the problem with Christian McCaffrey, and you, you're sporting your Christian McCaffrey shirt for everybody watching on Twitch yes, and too. YouTube. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is good at football. Uh, the understatement shirt of the year. I love it. Um, the thing with Christian McCaffrey is you're it's juiced to, like, Two to minus two, 250. Um. So what's, our, what are some of your TD bets and how do we get around the juice on some of these touchdown scores?
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, that's a good question because with Christian McCaffrey, it'll look like a safe bet minus 200 to minus 250. And I mean, if you had bet one unit on him for every game that he played during the regular season, you'd only been up about two and a half units in profit. If you would just done one unit for all 16 games, but The thing with him now is that what you're seeing is his usage has completely skyrocketed in the playoffs. For a running back to play over 90% of snaps is just not something you usually see. Uh, So now the prices are kind of justified from an anytime touchdown perspective, but it's not very fun to bet. Nobody really wants to bet two and a half units to win one unit on a touchdown prop. So I think if you're going to bet Christian McCaffrey, you may as well just bet him for a first half touchdown. It's anywhere between plus 130 to plus 140. So, so far in these two playoff games that we have seen with him with the Niners, four touchdowns in two playoff games, and as I mentioned, playing over 90% of snaps, but in 18 games played, including the playoffs, he has scored in 15 of those games. Well, in those 15 games, the first half touchdown was scored in 13 of them, so about 86% of the games that he has scored, he scored in the first half, and the Niners, they're obviously very good in the first quarter, they've scored on their opening drive in 10 of 19 games. Their first, off, their first half offense, rather, is top five in points per game as well, along with the Chiefs. So uh, the other thing, too, is right now you're seeing a very popular angle for the second half under, around 23 and a half, due to the fact that the Chiefs' 18 of their 20 games have gone under that. What that means for me is that I'm going to be looking more at first half or first team touchdown scores because I think the second half of this game, just based on what we've seen from the track record of these two teams, scoring is kind of – Drop off a cliff, which makes touchdowns even harder. So, uh, I think if you're going to bet Christian McCaffrey for a touchdown in Super Bowl 58, you might as well just play him for a first half touchdown at plus 140, given that he has had two red zone carries in the opening half in both playoff games. Yeah, I, I mean that's a tough one, Joe. At second half sometimes the team doesn't matter. Like these Super Bowls just go crazy, I mean, you know. But you're right with what we've seen with these two teams this year; it's been mm-hmm. more. More scoring in the first half. What about some uh, other anytime touchdown bets? Uh, Anybody besides CMC in the first half that you're targeting? Yeah, for sure. I think, well, Debo Samuel, I think you could still play him for an anytime touchdown. The anytime touchdown market in this game and really in primetime games in general, Joe, super steamed now, especially for the top guys. Uh, Pretty much now what you're seeing from sportsbooks now is they will purposely steam the top guys to eliminate betters like me who are looking for those discrepancies right off the hop and then what we'll see is that as we get closer to kickoff those odds are slowly going to start to climb back up as that market matures even more so that's why. Debo Samuel right now probably seeing the best odds around plus 160 I think that's going to get back up to about plus 170 again I would still bet it at plus 160 now Debo is the ultimate gadget player for the Niners with 13 touchdowns, eight receiving, five rushing. But why I really like Debo in this spot is because of the odds, Joe, because last week we had injury concerns about Debo coming to that game with the Lions. He's still closed at plus 125 to score uh, despite not scoring. And from an historical odds context, because I track the anytime touchdown odds for every single player in the NFL, he hasn't been above plus 160 for an anytime touchdown since week one versus the Steelers. And then obviously this Chiefs defense the three main guys of Debo, Brandon, Ayuk, George Kittle could all have pretty decent games against this defense because even though their secondary is really good, they play man coverage at a top five rate. And when you go look through the analytics, all three of those guys have just crushed man defense this year. So if you're going to give me as well, Debo getting two weeks to get fully healthy, Shanahan scheming up these plans and and plays for him, this is my favorite Niners touchdown bet, more so than the Christian McCaffrey first half touchdown bet.
2: I know it's a little late in the game. You probably bet on MVP a little earlier, Jill, but Mm -hmm. do you think there's any value still in this market? What would you do? We know quarterbacks tend to win it, uh, but there's some people who make the argument, especially I think for the Niner side, that it could be someone other than Brock Purdy. Where would you go?
1: yeah the two guys that i bet and i think this is something that i would tell uh my my followers but even your listeners as well that the value really on super bowl mvp is when you bet it during conference championship week because you could have had travis kelsey entering that ravens game at 80 to 1 to win super bowl mvp and now he's around 14 to 1. same thing with debo he was about 60 to 1 entering the lions game now he's around 25 to 30 to 1. i still think those two guys outside of the quarterbacks are my favorite bets to make, mainly because there's that narrative now out there about Travis Kelsey and, and that this could be potentially his retirement game if, he, if they go out on a swan song, that kind of thing. Uh, there's a lot of narrative that will play into that. I just also think that Debo is one of those few players that when he makes plays, it is not dependent on Brock Purdy. A lot of the time he will be able to, so if you're being able to narrow down who's responsible or who gets the credit, you know, for that Debo trucking a guy will get way more credit than Brock Purdy throwing it to him. So uh, I still think there is value on those two. But I think going forward, that's something that I would say to everybody every year is that instead of just maybe taking a money line or a side in the conference championship game, take who you think is going to make to the Super Bowl and you'll get way better odds there and you'll be sitting on some decent tickets cuz even like Patrick Mahomes was 5 to 1 for Super Bowl MVP entering the conference championship now it's about plus 120 just a little bit more than what the money line is
2: Joe Gallant Action Network and the Touchdown Show a fresh episode will be out Sunday before kickoff to get you ready for Super Bowl 58 with us here on BetQL Daily presented by Bet MGM Live Coast to Coast on the BetQL network so I know you come up with some of these fun bets, Jill. We, we we got the squad rides, right? So, yeah, we were talking we were talking before we came back from break. You you went way deep down the rabbit hole on coaches' challenges. You got to tell people about this.
1: Yeah, so essentially, you can go on you know a lot of different data sites like Pro Football Reference, wherever else, and just kind of go through and comb through all of these different coaches' challenges. And uh, just looking over our last three season sample size. I think the first coach challenge you want to bet is Andy Reid and the Chiefs at minus 105. Uh, Over the last three years, Andy Reid is about 0.28 challenges per game, while Shanahan is around 0.2 challenges per game. Now, I know that doesn't seem like very much of a discrepancy, but based on the implied odds, that should not be minus 105 on both sides. That should be closer to minus 140 for the Chiefs side. And even last year in the Super Bowl, Andy Reid was the only coach to call for a challenge as well. Now, another thing, too, if you really want to degen this market and really escalate, I would say if you're going to do it, just sprinkle. Don't go full units on this. But you could go over one and a half coaches' challenges. It's about plus 250. I mean, when I was looking through all these challenges, uh, in Shanahan's challenges, 60% of the challenges that he made, the opposing coach also had a challenge as well. And Andy Reid, same thing for him, it was about 60% as well. So to me, I think there's a big upside that both of these t- coaches could end up challenging a call, especially given the fact of the stakes of the game.
2: Uh, let's talk about kicking. It's
1: uh, it's one of these games, it's weird. Like I'm looking at kicking props as well. And part of the reason is because both of these head coaches can be very conservative at times, some t- sometimes to their detriment. Um, I feel like there are so many props by the end of two weeks that end up being popular and kicking are popular too. But I could also name like 20 other props that are also popular. Cause there's so much to talk about. What is your angle uh, with a special teams prop? Sure. So I was considering over 47 and a half yards for the field goal. I was maybe even yeah. considering over two and a half field goals instead I just, you know, because again, the squad ride, I thought it would just be way more fun if I'm at a Super Bowl party to root for a missed field goal. And you can, you can bet that for a kicker to miss a field goal around plus 115. And I mean, you're looking at Jake Moody, who is a rookie kicker, who's going to be playing in easily the biggest game of his life. He's missed a field goal in both playoff games so far, going through the season log five of nine between the ranges of 40 to 49 yards. And then Harrison Bucker, obviously a bit more reliable, but for what it's worth, he did miss a field goal in last year's Super Bowl. And also the Chiefs, again, we talk about the second half, only averaging about 7.5 points in the second half uh, for offense, but also ranking first in opponent points per game in second half. So the, I think the field goal chances are going to pick up as well uh, in that second half. I just think with a total around 47 and a half to 48, especially in this late game, I think you're going to see a lot more field goal attempts. And I'm going to bet on Moody to have continue to have the yips.
2: I've got to admit that's a fun one I mean (laughs) I didn't think of that one but uh cheering for that is a good time for sure uh anything else in terms of the squad rides that uh you'll be telling your friends at uh to bet on at the Super Bowl party
1: yes absolutely and this is uh probably the last one one that I can think of but it's so fun it is called the broctopus so instead (laughs) of betting on just a regular octopus market you're going to be betting on Brock Purdy to score the touchdown. And then also, but the market that's at the sports book, he doesn't have to run in the ball. He could just throw the ball and it could be Kittle, Debo, oh. whoever. So that's the catch. So it's around 14 to one, which is right around the same price as a regular octopus. But the reason why I wanted to do this is because of the fact that the two-point convert doesn't have to be run in or caught by Purdy to cash. Now Purdy he's only had two rushing touchdowns this year. Both are on quarterback sneaks. Uh, Again, all eyes are going to be on CMC and Debo at the goal line. I would also say this about Brock Purdy, and I think you guys have noticed this too, that they've kind of kept Purdy in bubble wrap since he hurt his elbow last year, and as the games have gotten bigger, uh, and as the games have gotten bigger, rather, like you're seeing his rush attempts now pick up. Six rush attempts in the NFC title game, five in the divisional round. We have about fair odds for an anytime touchdown for Brock around plus 750, obviously the two-point convert is the big hang-up here because if you actually go through the entire data for the entire year the Niners have yet to go for two all year they just however because of what I just talked about having a kicker that may be a little bit unreliable might shank some maybe they feel they're more inclined to go for two here maybe he misses a field goal and that starts to get the score to get on even which would put them more in a chance to go for two so that one again I would not recommend to be putting full units and this is more of the pizza bet ride like five ten bucks maybe 20 you know whatever you're you're going in with the idea that this is meant to be fun but broctopus at 14 to one that's easily (laughs) the most fun market i could
2: think of for the super bowl just for the name alone jill i mean the, the broctopus Hey, and that, that that alone is enough for me to be in on that one. Yeah. Just in general, like, you focus on scoring. You focus on touchdowns. So, like, yep. is there a concern that this is going to be a lower scoring game? You know, we've talked over the last couple of weeks, scoring's down in the league over the last four years. Um, yes. These are two pretty good defenses, second and third overall defenses, scoring-wise, in the regular season. Uh, is there a thought that, A, this thing comes in under the total and not just comes in under the total, but is, you know – Are we walking away with a a rather unexciting 17 to 13 kind of game here? Um,
1: I don't know if we'll see a 17-13 to 13 game, but I do think majority of the scoring is still going to happen in the first half just because of the scripted plays and the way that these both coaches are that we've seen them scheme up. I mean, we watched it in the conference championship games. Those opening drives are just masterful by both teams. And then it's going to be the adjustments at the halftime to see how that goes. But you're right about scoring. That is what has led me to be less inclined to want to look down the pipeline and see, oh, what I – Would I want to bet on an MVS touchdown? Would I want to bet on a Kadarius Toney touchdown or uh, even a Kyle Juszczyk touchdown? All of these, again, I would say if you want to bet them, that's awesome. Have some fun. It's the touchdown market. But at the same time, like you had just said, Chris, you kind of have to go in with the mindset that scoring continues to trend downwards so you almost have to reduce your volume on that front be very careful with how many touchdown bets you put out there because you'll be going you can't just spray the board like you could maybe like three or four years ago
2: great stuff jill we oh no go ahead aaron i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say really quick anything else that you had your eye on that we didn't touch on about 30.
1: um i mean at this point i am just hoping that uh we see some, uh, a decent halftime performance from Usher. I feel like right now uh, the bars would set really high. Um, but I would say right mm-hmm. now I am seeing some markets where the song Without You uh, is not being included in the set list. So you can get it around plus 150 to plus 200 to be sung at the halftime show. As somebody who has attended an Usher concert and has actually been and watched Usher shows, that is his closer. I would put money on it that that would be the last song played at Super Bowl 58 mm-hmm. halftime. Okay.
2: Good stuff. He not only brings the touchdown props and the scoring bets, he brings the usher knowledge for the halftime show as well. From the Action Network and the Touchdown Show, again, a fresh episode ready to go on Sunday to get you ready for kickoff of Super Bowl 58, Jill Gallant. Jill, thanks so much. We appreciate it as always. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. Coming up next, we go off the board with our BetQL Daily Awards right here on BetQL.